welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen, I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. And we begin with a story that's been grabbing the headlines for a couple of days. I haven't talked about it yet because I'm reserving judgment. I don't know Elon Musk, but he obviously is a hugely successful businessman and everything he touches appears to turn to gold. SpaceX, a hugely successful uh, space program, sent up a rocket. I guess it landed within feet of its target and the the, uh, capsule is reusable. I mean, he will make NASA obsolete. So SpaceX, a big success. What else? Uh, Tesla, Tesla Motors, obviously. So he's got a lot of money, $44 billion. Twitter uh, has been... uh, a disaster for uh, Dorsey and the other libs who run it. They sold it. I guess they're going to sell the controlling interest. I mean, the shot, the, uh, if you, if I were a shareholder in Twitter, I would be ecstatic that Elon Musk is taking over. The, the number one concern of any company is to make money for your, your, your stockholders, your shareholders. And I think Elon Musk is going to do that. I think Twitter is uh, a great forum. But the liberals have, like most of the big tech, is controlled by liberals, but not not this time. Although I don't know his politics, Elon Musk. Everybody, conservatives are sold on this being a great thing. And it will probably be a great thing. I hope it will be. But I'm not sure yet. But it's going to be better than I think it's been because a lot of conservatives have been just banned from Twitter. President Trump among them. I think Tucker Carlson has been banned from Twitter. He'll be back on. He, he's in the news, too. We'll get to him in a second. So Elon Musk for $44 billion. I think the federal government has to sign off on it to make it official. But uh, that's a step in the right direction. And, you know, I don't care what the liberals. The liberals are apoplectic. Rob, Rob Reiner uh, tweeted something recently about, uh, you know, it being the end of free speech as we know it. No, it's not going to be the end of free speech. Free speech will be returning to Twitter. Because these these Marxists are so used to getting everything they want and operating within a rigged system. Well, the system's not going to be rigged against conservatives. At least we hope not. All right, what else happened uh, or is happening? Big fight with Disney in Florida. Governor DeSantis has signed a bill which will eliminate Disney's special government privileges. They're they're really a, a world within itself. They have been for decades. Those days are over. They picked this fight. They, they caved to a lot of woke pressure, people within the uh, within the company and some outside influences, no doubt. And they picked a fight with the, with the state of Florida, and they're going to wind up on the short end. This They've had the special government privilege that was created nearly 60 years ago when Walt Disney ran the company. So it allowed the Disney megacorporation to run its parks and other properties in Florida, essentially without government oversight. Now, no, I don't know of any business that has that <laughs> has that privilege, but Disney's had it for six decades, and those properties soon will be subject to the oversight of county health departments, building departments, road departments, and taxation, like every other business. So, Governor DeSantis has requested the legislation because Disney's decision to bash a new state law that bans LGBT indoctrination in public schools, not for all public school children, for those between the ages of like five and eight, kindergarten to grade three. Why should children that young be taught about sexuality? There's a great meme on Facebook and the it was two captions. One guy's holding a sign that says, you can teach my children about about LGBT rights as soon as I can teach your children about Jesus. Let me tell them about Jesus, then maybe I'll let you tell them about sexual matters. 
which is uh, obviously uh, the liberals wouldn't like that. And I'm reading a piece here from Bob Unruh in the World Net Daily. And uh, Joe Biden had only hours earlier lashed out at the GOP for its provision to protect parental rights and children in Florida. That's all this legislation does. It protects children. But he was trying to raise money for Democrats when he blasted DeSantis. This is the president now of whom I speak. And this is what he said. He used he took the Lord's name in vain. He said, he didn't say JC. He said, C, they're going after Mickey Mouse. He said in this profane rant. I mean, this is the president of the United States. He's not normal, folks. Forget about, about him being senile. The guy's he's off his rocker. Earlier in the week, uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis, he's a homosexual, openly invited Disney to move to the mountain state, claiming that there the government doesn't interfere with the internal workings of corporations. You know that wouldn't be true if Disney were dumb enough to, and they're not, to move to Colorado and the governor a homosexual. I don't know much about his politics, but he's confused about his sexuality, so that's all I need to know about him. All right, what else? A couple of things here. There was a poll out this week by Siena College, which is in upstate New York, and this program as uh, originates from upstate New York in Washington County. And there's some really good things in this in this poll. I thought some of the things were the results were interesting. Sixty percent do not approve of Kathy Hochul's performance as governor. Sixty percent. That's a high number for a Democrat in a very blue state. Sixty seven percent are happy with the changes to the bail reform bill that was included in the budget. Most people don't know what bail reform is. It's basically to reform the prison system. Some minor changes were made. 67% say that's a good idea. 38% do not believe the changes will have any impact. 16% believe it will result in an increase in crime, which is skyrocketing in New York State, especially in New York City. You can bet the 16% are, are Democrats. On to some other issues here. 73% approve of the gas tax suspension. The state is suspending its its portion of the uh, tax on gasoline, 16 cents. There's a fuel tax, 8 cent fuel tax and 8% sales tax. So that's going away from uh, June 1st until the end of the year. 73% approve of that. The other 27% are no doubt liberal Democrats who want to get all Americans off fossil fuels. Uh, let's see, 50 to 38% favor alcohol to go. 63% disapprove of the public funding the Bills Stadium. Include me in that number. And 24% say crime is the biggest issue facing New York State, which it's it's right up there. If it's not the biggest issue, it's certainly in the top two or three. All right. A couple of other things. As I, going back to Disney, I meant to, to piggyback this story on the uh, the one about DeSantis in his fight with Disney. There's a leading advocate. These are the people who work for Disney. You know, when I was a kid, Sunday evenings, we all gathered around the television. It was in the mid-1960s, late 60s, and we watched the wonderful world of Disney. Walt Disney was alive and well then, and it was family-friendly programming. It was it was beautiful. We enjoyed it. There are nine kids in my father's family. I'm the oldest of nine, and all of us would sit around and watch whatever Disney had on. You knew it was wholesome. You knew it was safe. There were no uh, suggestive material or no no inappropriate uh, language or content. But those days are over. Michael Eisner ran uh, Disney for a while. He's gone. Uh, Walt Disney was a Christian, by the way. Despite what you may hear online about him being anti-Semitic and against black people, he was a Christian man. That's why he's being targeted by the woke left today. I I hate to use the word woke, by the, the radical left. 
Michael Eisner, obviously not a Christian, and whoever's running Disney now is not a Christian. The people who run that place don't like America. But it's going to change. And I think Governor DeSantis is going to work to uh, lead that effort to change. Anyway, there's a leading advocate for homosexual marriage. He worked for Hillary Clinton. He was helping to spread Hillary's message. He's now the lead spokesman, or she rather, I should say, is the lead spokesman for the Disney brand. The Walt Disney Company announced recently that it had hired Christina Shake as vice president of global communications. Shake was involved in the PR messaging for the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccination push. And she was also deputy communications director for Clinton's presidential campaign, which failed miserably, thankfully. These left-wingers, they stick together, don't they? They're all in where you really, you, they have so much influence over what we see and hear and read. They're so much a part of the, of the culture, the dominant media culture. But she's a left-leaning, you know, progressive. She also had a stint as a global communications director for Instagram. Makes sense, right? Special assistant to former President Obama and communications director for former First Lady Michelle Obama. So she's got the liberal creds to be where she is at, at Disney. But there's a different way to view the appointment. And uh, the Media Research Center, I'm not going to read it to you, but it cl- clearly the Walt Disney Company is, uh, is pushing ahead, full steam ahead. They want to harness their cultural power in the service of left-wing political and sexual agendas, is how the Media Research Center put it. And that's exactly what they're doing. They may find the going a little tougher now that DeSantis is, they've gotten DeSantis's attention. And I'm looking at, at Shake here. In 2009, she co-founded the American Foundation for Equal Rights, which advocated for homosexual marriage in California. Unbelievable. The worst of the worst. These are the people that are programming for your children. It's not my Walt Disney anymore, the, the Walt Disney company that I grew up with. It is a totally different animal today for sure. There's a great piece in, where is this? The uh, or, uh, World Net Daily by Art Moore. And it's basically, he's, he's quoting a lot of what Miranda Devine, one of the fine uh, columnists in the, in the country today, and she talks about the evidence, it's compelling, that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. And I'm not going to read it to you, but I've gone over this a number of times, but there's a new movie out, Dinesh D'Souza, as another movie, it's called 2,000 Mules. I've seen the trailer. It is absolutely jaw-dropping. Just go to YouTube and, and, and punch it in, 2,000 Mules. Dinesh D'Souza, he's a fine film producer and a documentary uh, creator. But I I mentioned Divine because she was the lead reporter in the New York Post's stories. They broke the stories weeks before the election in 2020. They had evidence, hard evidence, of Biden's involvement in the family's influence peddling operation, which is what Joe Biden has been doing for decades, using his name for him and his family to make money. They got all this dark money. You can bet there's dark money in Ukraine and certainly in China. And the Bidens, their their fingerprints are all over it. So Devine is weighing in on what she calls the most compelling evidence to date of a systematic scheme to subvert the electoral process. And she talks about the hard data gathered by uh, these longtime election integrity investigators, Catherine Engelbrecht, founder of True the Vote, and data analyst Greg Phillips. So they're in this upcoming documentary by Dinesh D'Souza. So these two people, as WorldNet Daily reports, Engelbrecht and Phillips hired a dozen people who put in 16-hour days for 15 months. They combed 
tediously combed through tel uh, cell phone uh, geo uh, geolocation data, surveillance videos, and documents to see if the evidence supports their vote fraud hypothesis. They believe the data show a highly coordinated operation in the key battleground states. They collected ballots. They paid mules, the, the left, to stuff them, stuff the ballots in these unattended drop boxes that are part of this controversy, especially in Wisconsin, this went on. And the and I, it's unbelievable. And I have seen the trailer, and I'm going to see the movie when it comes out. So the Democrats can do nothing right. Certainly in office, Biden's administration is is adrift, but they're not good at governing. But when it comes to seizing power illegally, they are world class. So, and there's enough, I think, evidence. And D'Souza points this out in the film. A lot of votes suspect in the investigations in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona. Certainly, it could have changed the outcome of the election. Would it have changed it? Well, we don't know. But I'm going to read you some evidence here. In Georgia, for example, it is illegal for any person to place more than one ballot in a drop box unless he or she has registered as an assister. That's A-S-S-I-S-T-O-R, an assistor. In Gwinnett County, where there is video footage of people with latex gloves stuffing multiple ballots in a drop box, then recording the deed with a photograph, there were no assistors registered in the 2020 election. That's just one example. The drop boxes have got to go. And uh, anyway, that's maybe for a future podcast if I have more time. But there is compelling evidence that the 2020 presidential election may have been stolen. And as uh, Devine and some of the other conservatives are urging President Trump, don't focus on 2020. I mean, that's over and done with. Don't keep saying the election was stolen. Move ahead, focus on 2024, and make sure that that never, ever happens again. What happened in 2020? Get rid of the drop boxes. You vote on one day, election day. And there's a clear, I mean, I always make the deadline, right? It's the polls are open until nine. You don't show up at 1030 or 11 and expect to vote. This was what was going on in, in Wisconsin. Votes coming in by the tens of thousands at two, three o'clock the next morning. But it, I can't wait for the movie to come out. It's called 2,000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza. All right, that's about going to wrap things up. Hey, thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. We have a host of tremendous podcasters. And these folks, from what I hear and I listen to all the podcasts, are getting better with each one. Ken Burns has his show on Monday. Adrian Ross is uh, doing a show Tuesday. She may be taking a, a brief hiatus. She'll be back in, in a few weeks. Uh, she does a really fine program. Adrian's excellent. She, she has a YouTube channel. You can watch her uh, her broadcast as well as listen to it. We have this program airing on Wednesdays. My daughter Madeline with The Essentials with Maddie Flint on Thursdays. And she's working on a part two of a, a podcast she did last week on immunity, natural immunity and uh, other forms of immunity. Really, really interesting stuff. And, she, and, and the way she delivers the information, I think, is is very entertaining because it's really dry stuff because she takes pre-med, but she makes it sound interesting and understandable. So listen, and she's relatable. She's a natural. Maddie Flint, The Essentials on, on Thursdays. Or maybe it airs Friday, but she records it Thursday. I forget how it works. But anyway, thank you for listening. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, whatever platform it is, we're there. It's uh, the Pac-Man on the BMG Network. That's our home base. If you want to uh, check it out, you can do that. We also have a, a column that we write at least weekly, sometimes twice a week, sometimes every other week. 
depending on how the spirit moves me, but it's the pack perspective. If you want to contact me directly, it's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com. Again, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flitt.